0: You're listening to The Table Church Podcast. The Table is a community in Orville, California that aims to follow Jesus by doing what he did. Love God, love our neighbors, and serve those in need. Find us at thetablechurch.net, Instagram, or Facebook. And now for the message.
1: We're in a sermon series called Liminal. Liminal uh, is about being in between. Really, the subtitle is Fighting to Flourish in the Messy Middle. Liminal means threshold. It means, you know, like you're in the, and you're in the doorway and you could go forward or backwards, but sometimes uh, it's hard to figure out in life when you're in this threshold space, when you're in this in between space, when you're in a space that uh, doesn't have a lot of direction. Uh, we can, we're, like I said, we're being in the middle, sometimes stuck sometimes going backwards and sometimes pressing forward. Uh, We want to talk about in this uh, series spiritual tools to help us navigate that messy middle, that liminal space. And today we are talking about perseverance, perseverance. The bad news, of course, we all know, is that we uh, all avoid things that we don't like. That's human nature. To avoid things you don't like, um, like vegetables and exercise. <laughs> That's the picture I came up with. Like some some of us really are avoiding these things all the time or just in this time. Uh, but we would prefer the sweets and the dairies and the, you know, the meats. How many miles is a 5K? 3.1. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Three and a three and a half ish. Sometimes the things we avoid because we don't like them totally inconsequential. You can avoid them and it will not bother your life at all. My example is black licorice. For some reason, it's the season it comes out and it's gross. And um, yeah, by the way, yes, it is totally disgusting. Okay, great. Uh, But uh, (laughs) Julianne's family,
0: dad and grandpa, love it. So if you ever have black licorice that you're just looking to donate, they love it. But I'm like. Dude, I'm good. I, I don't need any of that.
1: I respect them very much, but like, <laughs> I yikes. know it's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, size large, you know. What I mean? uh, so I can avoid this, and it does not in any way affect my life. You know what I'm saying? But there are things that sometimes when we avoid them, they have uh, it can be very consequential for us. And I think that's what we're getting at today with this uh, this talk from uh, Brother James. Well, what do we do when there's not a lot we can do, right? Which is, again, something that we don't like to think about. We always want to either have something that we can control, something to do. But sometimes there's just things that we can't control and we can't do. My question for you before we jump into our text for today, is there a weekly activity that you most try to avoid? <laughs> and what are the consequences? If any, maybe there's none. That that was part of our opening intro. Uh, What are you avoiding, and uh, are there consequences?
2: Well, I think you hit it on the head with your your slides (laughs) just there. Uh, I don't avoid vegetables as much, but definitely the physical activity. And I go strong, man, for like a solid week. Like the beginning of September, I was like, I got this. You know, I got my Apple Watch. It's telling me. I closed all my rings. And then I hit like Monday of the following week, and I was like, I'm done. I didn't. I didn't close my rings one day, and I was like, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Fine then. I'm not closing them for the rest of the month. I've done ruined it. So,
1: yeah. I see your Insta stories. I'm like, wow, she's going so hard. I'd never go yeah, that hard for 11 days, <laughs> and then she went. <laughs> 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 I love it. The brightest flames burn out the most
0: quickly. Yeah. Uh, well that's better than me because I didn't do it. I didn't do any for 11 days. It was zero days over here. Um, for me, it's probably like waking up Monday
1: morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Try to avoid that. Yeah. But you got to,
1: and, and how do you avoid it? Do you it, avoid it like I do? Man, do you avoid it, it like I do by trying to stay up late? You're like, that's that's morning James's uh, problem. Do you stay up late? Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, oh, I good. usually go to bed early just because I'm trying to, and it still it doesn't help. It's yeah. like I could be in there for 11 hours, and I'm still <laughs> like.
1: Ugh. That's where my consequences consequences kick in. It's like, well, I'll just stay up late, and then the next, and then I'm like, Instant it's a self fulfilling prophecy. I'm like, oh, it's, it's terrible. And it's like, it's yeah, you fe- slept for four hours. It's, it's feedback. Thanks for going along with that with me. Weekly activities that I mo- try the most to avoid. I've told you before. I don't. I don't know why beds are made. I don't appreciate making beds. My wife loves it, and so my wife gets home from work at 5, 12. And I'm making the bed at like 5'7, 507. Five oh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm mostly doing it for her, and I avoid it all day like the plague. Uh, we're moving into today's topic. <clears throat> it comes from James, which we were doing the Bible study on. Uh, the brother of Jesus, if you don't know, that's who it is like the half brother. They have different dads, um, but same moms. And he has some wisdom for us. And let me tell you, I don't like this wisdom. I'm not excited about this wisdom because it can seem insensitive, uh, right? Sometimes I read this stuff and I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know Uh, me. You don't know me. Uh, But James led the church. I mean, he was the bishop of Jerusalem for like the first years, some of its hardest moments. And so I think that gives him some clout to speak into our lives. This is his letter. This is the opening of his letter to the Christians that are experiencing some of the most difficult early beginning stages of the movement. And, and that letter is passed on to us. And so the wisdom he hands to them, he's giving to us. Would you hear now the word of the Lord from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. My brothers and sisters, think of the various tests you encounter as occasions for joy. After all, you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let this endurance complete its work so that you may be fully mature, complete, and lacking in nothing. But anyone who needs wisdom should ask God, whose very nature is to give to everyone without a second thought, without keeping score. Wisdom will certainly be given to those who ask. That's it. You know how I preach, head, heart, hands. Um, it's a Each point is correlated to this, something that God wants us to know something that God wants us to experience, something that God wants us to do. Sometimes I use the word no, feel, do, which is interchangeable. The first thing I think God wants us to know is that when hard times come, our faith will be exposed. When hard times come, our faith will be exposed. He says, my brothers and sisters, think of the various tests you encounter as occasions for joy. After all, you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. It's not if tests come. It's not if trials come. It's not if temptations come, but when, right? He says, think of the various tests you encounter. This is happening. It is coming. And when they do, we get to consider it pure joy. What is tested? He's very clear here. Uh, You know that the testing of your faith, this is stock wisdom for the James community. You know this, he says, you know this. And what do we know? The testing of our faith produces endurance. What is being tested? our faith. I go through this probably once a month at church here, so if you've heard it, uh, stick with us. But what is faith? Oftentimes we think of faith simply as belief. I believe that God exists. I believe that Jesus existed. And that is essential to what faith is. But a better definition is trust. And even a more specific definition of faith is trusting Jesus' death for our salvation and trusting The way Jesus lived his life and the way that he taught is the best way to live in the world, which is very hard to do when you are going through trials and temptations. When the world is coming down on you, it is hard, it is hard to hold on to the idea that the way that Jesus lived his life is the best way to live our lives. When he says things like, the first will be last, right? when he says things like love your enemy, when he says things like turn the other cheek, when he says things like deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me, and when he ultimately does that exact thing, dying for the sins of the world, leading us all to the cross, it's hard to have, uh, to have that kind of faith in the middle of difficult situations. Not just belief, but trust that Jesus' ways are the best ways to live. Isn't that hard? Even when, I mean, when things are hard, to really believe that. Sometimes we want to seek our own justice. Sometimes we want to insert our own ways. Sometimes we want to take control. Sometimes we want to see the ways that people are being successful around us and and copy and mimic that just to try to get out of the hardship. But that is not what Jesus has called us to. And when hard times come, our faith gets exposed, gets revealed. We get to see what kind of faith we have, which is one of the reasons for joy. What is exposed is what we really believe, what we really trust And what is also exposed is our pretended beliefs. Those things that we thought we believed, but we did not believe. And also the things that are exposed are the things that maybe we learned as a kid, but have not become real in our life. When circumstances deteriorate, deteriorate, so does false faith.
0: Mm.
1: But what is exposed is authentic and genuine faith. Genuinely trusting God. Mm. This is the reason for joy. We get to see how much we trust God, how much we trust other things, and how much we still have yet to grow. And my question for you all in the midst of that point is what has been exposed about your faith in the last couple months? Do you got anything for us? It's a tough question right off the bat.
2: You want something?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> um, it's a really tough question, and it's uh, I feel the conviction as soon as i hear it um i've become really negative really negative this last couple of weeks i've felt i mean i'm being honest with you guys because i feel like transparency is important and um i've really been struggling and i'm usually the one who um pushes through and just rams through And we've got this and we you know and i stay positive for as long as i can and I'm feeling pretty down, you know, during the whole fire thing and my parents relocating and Julianne's parents relocating to our house and trying to get, you know, everything here. Everybody settled as these families came. And, you know, it's kind of that adrenaline is just keeping you just ramming forward, even though things were obviously terrible before it happened. And then it just took it to a new low. But during that week, it was like, well, we just got to keep, you know, pushing. And then, man, uh, after they went home, after Julianne's parents could go back home, and I felt, I just went, I just got low. And I was feeling really negative last week. The adrenaline was gone. And I'm just like, man, what else? What even else? And so the thing that I even feel like I was talking about last Sunday, of like, What's really important in my faith is remember we, what God has done and that he'll take us out of it again. He'll lead us out of it again. I was forgetting. Yeah. It was like instantly. It was like the day after I'm saying that in church. I'm like, who Who even cares? Who even, this thing is all, it's a sh- sinking ship. And I felt really, really negatively um, about Orville. So it was like six days ago, you know, <laughs> like, man, what is even, so... Yeah. Um, I'm pro I'm pulling out um and normally I don't ebb and flow that much. Um I have pretty steel resolve. Um but I'm I feel myself pulling out and I think, you know, all the biological, right? The exhaustion, the eating terrible uh that's not helping that didn't help. Um but I'm I'm starting to feel the up, you know, the take off and the pulling out of it, but that really uh Yeah shed a light on what about my faith like yeah you know it just like put a spotlight on the things that i thought i believed and then it was just like felt like another test and another trial and this one i didn't do so great at so yeah i'm pulling out but it's uh and god's pulling let me say it that way god's pulling me out of it um but
1: i got a great line at the end of this sermon that'll fit this perfectly thank Thank you you. I
0: appreciate that
2: Mm. Um, I think for me uh, what has been exposed about my faith um, is community commute two things Uh, it's not all about Sunday because I think that's the one thing that we haven't lost in this and that we continue to meet on Sunday but for me there's like so much more about faith that is rooted in community and that was really apparent to me um and what I love I- even though I feel like I lost a lot of that and I've struggled through the last couple months not being with my community not being able to see people um, like see people here on Sundays and this is why I say it's not only on Sundays is because I still get to see those people and I still get to be in community with those people on a smaller scale so like for instance I'm gonna like shout out a little bit but like on Sunday when we met seven months ago, I sat in the same place every week and pretty much the same couple sat behind me the same week and asked me the same questions about my family and this and that, you know, whatever. Um, And I loved it, that was great. But now because of COVID and because of all of the things, that intentional like connection between me and those folks happens in a completely different way. Now I see that same gal on Fridays at the Axiom doing coffee delivery. And so what I mean is that that community is still means something to me, that community is still important to me, um, but it's been an obstacle. It's been an obstacle to continue to create those connections Um, that means so much, but it means so much and so it's important to me. uh, And that's what's been revealed to me in the last couple of weeks is, or the last couple of months is to not lose that connection and not lose that community.
1: Excellent. Thank you both so much for sharing and sharing vulnerably. Um, That is, there's a lot going on, right? It's been a tough one. It's been a hard (laughs) few months. And so, um, yeah. Are you going to let me skip the question for time's sake? No. Absolutely. I got a yes and a no. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, So quickly, uh, the things for me that have been exposed is that um, there's things that I turn to when things are hard. um, And I've been in counseling for that and got some counseling this week. And so I've done better at that. Just like getting to name some of the ways in which, you know, the secret faiths that I have, the secret things that I put my trust in that aren't Mm, always Jesus. You know, I don't turn. uh, I don't steal that. That's pretty good line. I just, I made that up, man. That's, that's, that's Holy wow, Spirit right okay. there. Uh, and so uh, I, my, my first reaction isn't to pray, right? My first reaction mm-hmm. is to worry Surreal. and to eat and to be upset and to, yeah. Um, discouraged. The, the discouragement for me is set in with, uh, you were talking about intentional connection. I, I'm this week feeling like oh, there's a lot of disconnection with people and for things that, um, I, I don't know, just for heartbreaking reasons. Um, uh, and things I don't understand and I'm not sure about. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, you know, the word apocalyptic, uh, we think of it meaning like end times and hard things, but really the word means revealing. And so um, I don't think this is the end times, you know, but uh, I think it's apocalyptic. I think it's revealing hearts and minds, relationships, faiths, and that's certainly been true in my life. Okay, now that we're... Dang, Brand! <laughs> I'm glad you made him answer that. That's that was. What does God want us to experience? Feel, uh, have going on inside of us? There's three things mentioned here, and they're all three important. So I didn't settle on one. Joy, right off the bat. Endurance and completeness, completion, maturity. Uh, actually, the word it, it begins with the word joy. We had to change it in the English so that it, it ends with the word joy. That first sentence, but in the Greek, the first word is joy. Joy, James tells us, he wants us to experience as we go through various test trials and temptations. God wants us to have a, a joy in us because we, we're not focused on the problem. We can see through the problem to what God is doing, and he tells us uh, the testing of our faith produces endurance. It gives us strength, and that endurance brings us to completion, uh, fully mature complete again, lacking in nothing. In fact, he says, let this endurance complete its work in you. He does a play on words. Complete this work in you so that you may be complete, lacking in nothing, which is exactly what I want and which is exactly what I don't have. And it's what exactly what I'm trying to give myself, and I don't have the power to do so, and I need from Jesus. James invites us to consider... He says, consider after all, see through the present difficulty, see through the trial so that we can see the end result. Last week we talked about beginning with the end in mind, and James does the same thing here. The end of our journey, the end of our trials and temptations is a a mature faith, a grown-up faith that allows us to be strong in Jesus. To see how God is using the situation to strengthen us, this is a cause of joy, he says, because we know God doesn't waste anything. God is turning the trial into strength, endurance, he says. The word endurance is a military term. It means to hold your place when you're under attack. And that's what he's saying, They have this radical patience, this radical endurance that even when trials come, we can hold our faith, hold our place in the faith, keep our eyes on Jesus so that we can see the good work complete in us. And that will bring us to a place of maturity so we can have grown up, faith. We don't choose the trials, but we could choose our response to the trials. And James certainly hopes that it's a joy-filled response. These times impact all of us differently, but it gives us all the same opportunities to see how our faith can grow through joy and strength into completion. My question, joy, endurance, or maturity— is any one of these speaking to you? How is it speaking to you? Um, you know, these are things God wants for us. Which one of those stands out and why? Maybe you want it. Maybe you have it and you're glad you have it. Maybe you're pushing to it. Maybe it's the thing you wish you had the most right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: Well, yeah, right now I wish the most, I uh, the most thing that I wish is I had joy. Um, yeah. Normally, I don't struggle too much with that. Yeah. Um, But right now, I definitely am struggling with that. Um, Long term, I think probably maturity I struggle with the most. Joy and endurance, I can be excited about doing something that is on mission. It's maturity of like self discipline, self control. Um, It's just like I just want to open my phone and play a game. Yeah. You know, and like I'm not too different from the. 10 and 12 year old boys that i know that are just like i need to get at that nintendo
1: a lot of booger Uh, jokes and stuff oh (laughs) absolutely (laughs) fart jokes for days uh so mature yeah long-term maturity yeah immediate joy yeah you got it so that's yes thank you
2: I think maybe the, yeah, endurance and joy a little bit. I am, I've said this a bazillion times, but I'm an Enneagram 3, which means I'm a doer and I'm a checkboxer and I do very good, I feel, I don't know, you could ask people around me, but I do very good under pressure uh, and for like short bursts of like, I can give it 175% for whatever, a certain period of time. But what that means for me is that I don't necessarily think that I do have endurance uh, because I pedal out. uh, You know what I mean? I can only do it for so long. And so um, I haven't found a way to, I don't know, to change that script and to be working on those things like all of the time instead of just giving it my all when when I'm confronted with a problem. I hope that makes sense to anyone. Um, But, and so... I don't know, that translates a little bit to my joy, too, because when I feel like I am doing something, those are the moments when I feel joy, when I associate it to joy. It's not joy, it's happiness, and there's a difference. Uh, When I feel useful and I feel needed, then I feel happy, but it's based on um, this thing that I can produce. It's based on the the current situation, and that's really not joy. That's really just, um, I don't know, I would consider that happiness. The joy comes in the entire in the entirety. Um, and that's where I struggle to find joy as I'm doing the training part and joy as I'm in the doing part. So,
1: mm. yeah, know. I'm I'm in the that's same good. boat with you I, when I'm thinking of those things. I'm thinking endurance um, in, in the same ways that like sometimes I'm like, I'm a bear and that bears can run really fast for a very short that's amount right. of time. And I'm like, I can do that. I could do anything. For, like, sometimes I say things like, I could do anything for 45 minutes, you know, as a substitute teacher. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I don't want to do high school level, you know, because it's kind of hard. And it's like, they're 45-minute periods. I could do anything for 45 minutes. Yeah. Anything. Anything for, like, a couple days? String together, like, a couple weeks or something? That's a little bit harder. And that's probably gearing towards more maturity, like you were saying, Matt, with discipline. Which
2: is probably why I do the 11 days and not the 31. 11
1: days is killing it. But, yeah, and I would be looking for more endurance in my life, which is great because the testing of our faith produces uh, more endurance. So Mm. I guess bring on the (laughs) test. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Great. What does God want us to do? Last point. Um, Don't bail on the process. Don't. Don't short-circuit it. Trust the process. You are going to try to find a way. Matt, I'm going to need your help with that in just a second. But here's what. Absolutely. I'll tell you the whole story. Here's what um, James says. Let this endurance complete its work. Let this endurance complete its work. That's his command to us. That's what he wants us to do. Why? So that you may become fully mature, complete. Let the endurance complete its work so that you may become complete. If I be honest with you, the word is perfect. It's the Greek word of perfect. It means mature. You're brought to the place where God wants you to be. It doesn't mean sinlessness. It means that you are going to the place where Jesus wants you to go. Let this endurance complete that work in you so that you would lack in nothing. So that you would lack in nothing. And he says, but if that's too hard, You should ask for wisdom because God, by God's very nature, is willing to give to everyone wisdom without second thought, without keeping score. Wisdom will certainly be given to all those who ask. This is one of those promises of the New Testament that I've held on most dearly, that God promises to answer yes when we ask for wisdom. It might not be the wisdom we want or the answer we want, but God promises to give us wisdom when we are in the middle of trials and temptations and we need help staying the course, letting in wisdom, letting endurance complete its work, not bailing on the process. The big process. What's his name? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. He was a part of the 76ers. Yeah. 76ers were a terrible basketball team. Right. And their process was let's be bad for a couple of years. Right.
0: The GM was trying to cast vision to the fans, "Okay, if we're really bad, it's called tanking. If we're really bad for a few years, we lose a ton, we get higher draft picks." And so they, for like four or five years, were just absolutely terrible. The Astros did that too. That's why they won the World Series. Well, that and cheating. (laughs) Cheating uh, a couple (laughs) years ago. But um, when teams are bad for a long time, they get higher draft picks. And
1: so so these. So finally, in 2014, they get a good draft pick, and they get Joel Embiid, who is and everyone's juiced a soccer
0: player from Africa.
1: They were juiced. They were excited, except that he was injured. Yeah. He hurt didn't play all the time. He didn't play for two years yeah.
0: after he was drafted. And the GM was just saying, trust the process. Trust the and process. And everyone
1: was so mad. They're like, we wasted our pick. We could have been good. And he's, mm-hmm. he kept being bad, even during these years. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they made a couple playoff runs. He,
0: great playoff runs. They didn't win the championship. But he is turned into probably the second or third best player in the NBA.
1: They went like 16 and 88 or something. Yeah, they were losing, losing. on purpose, essentially. And then they ended up making the playoffs the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so they called this man, Joel Embiid, they call him The Process yep, because he kind of began that series And of, that GM got fired. That GM got fired because they and did not the trust next, The Process. And then
0: the next year they started going It really was really good.
1: trust – the process that was kind of their phrase the fans would use named this guy the process. I bring that up because it's hard when you're going through trials and you're losing and things and you and you draft a player you're really excited about and and then they don't play for two whole seasons even though you wasted a top round draft pick on this person like number it's three hard. Pick? But but somebody with vision, someone with insight is is saying, listen, there's a plan, there's a purpose. It, we are going to come out the other side of this better, and that's exactly what James is telling us. The thing we want removed in our life, the t- trial and temptation to test that we want moved, is what God is currently using to help us grow. Trust the process. The place of most active tension in our lives is the place of God's most a- activity in our lives. And yet we most often want that thing removed, gone, taken away from us. We want it to be come back to normal. We want things to be like they were. When, when God has a plan, to push us forward. I'm not saying God causes any of this bad stuff, but God does not waste it. God uses the hard things to help us grow. Trust the process. Don't try to short-circuit it. And there's a thousand ways we do that, where we take things into our own hands, where we demonize people around us, Mm -hmm. uh, where we try to place blame, right? Or we just think we're better or smarter than everyone else, right? Um, We we accuse everyone else of being dumb. uh, Or we just cope in unhealthy ways, right? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and bowls of cereal, right? There's just ways in which we try to take things into our own hand and not trust the process. James is inviting us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to trust this process, that as our faith gets tested, endurance will happen, and we will be brought to a place that Jesus has been trying to bring us to for a very long time. And When we feel like it's too hard, and when we feel like it's too much, James invites us, to ask for wisdom. Anyone who needs wisdom, he says, will certainly be given to those, wisdom will certainly be given to those who ask. We want relief, but God promises wisdom. Ask God to use whatever you're going through until God chooses to remove it. Ask God to use this until God chooses to remove it. Until then, pray for wisdom to endure with joy. This is Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins was a great singer songwriter. Uh, He died in 1997. He wrote, if you grew up in church, he wrote songs like Awesome God, right? Our God, Awesome God. He reigns. Um, But also a radical. And in fact, he's probably a little too radical for y'all. But I'm just kidding. Look at his life. There's a great story about him. He's written some books. Um, uh, But this is the quote that I'm taking away from one of his songs, So If I Stand, he says, So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. And if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want to wrap this up, is this idea that God has a boundless grace, infinite wisdom, and God has a process that he is pulling us through And that is why we can face these trials with joy, because God is doing something, and it's going to be good, and it's going to bring you exactly to where Jesus wants you to be. Question. When have you asked for wisdom and received it? Another tough one. Have you ever prayed for wisdom and received wisdom? Give us a testimony.
0: Um, I can't think of a personal testimony, but I will say we've been we've been binging uh, the Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Miyagi's got some great lines. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he's always looking. Daniel's always looking for wisdom. daniel son is he Mm. looking for wisdom or he does not want it? And Mr. Miyagi's just coming through like. Yeah. um, The one that I keep thinking of is um, never put passion above principle. Yeah. like because passion is sho- so changing and so you know just like this whereas a principle is steady and uh i thought that that just was really good because you can feel really passionate about the wrong things and you can feel passion can ebb and flow and you can lose it but principle is forever absolutely um, so i love it i was getting some wisdom from karate kid i love it holy spirit
1: Do you got testimony for us, Miranda?
2: (laughs) I don't know if I have a testimony, but I have something that was like when you were talking in this last phase, just the whole idea of like being in a a liminal space, um, process, all of those things. Um, And I don't know how to say this, but you were just talking about vulnerability and things like that, and I just think this, this me being right here, is a liminal process. It's um, I don't know. I mean just to call a spade a spade it's like I'm in between two yeah men yeah uh I'm brown yeah <laughs> right uh and you don't see this a lot right. you don't see this a lot in Christianity right uh and in leadership roles I'm gonna get upset <laughs> and I don't want to but uh, it's not easy being here yeah um especially right now yeah and uh yeah. So this is a process, yeah. and I, and I stay. I don't know if that's wisdom or, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but I think it's not. Um, what do they call it? it, it I'm here, yeah, and yeah. it is part of the process. I yeah. don't know how else to say that other than uh, I continue to stay and I continue to point out things that uh, that bother me in hopes that. Like even this is forward trajectory. I feel like right. uh, because the things that I talk about a lot are, you know, being deeply rooted here in Butte County, around all of these tribal communities. But my face is pretty. You don't see a lot of my face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's hard. And so yeah. just yeah, I don't know. The wisdom is is that I'm still here yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. and working towards that um, that forward progress. And, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I I somewhat understand. of Like, literally, you're in between Matt and I. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. But also, like, yeah, navigating cultures that aren't, you know, that are primarily not, they're primarily Caucasian. And so th- there's just yeah. a lot of liminality, and a prob- I'm assuming in a lot of spaces for you. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. just having to learn to navigate space and mm. being present is wisdom and forward movement and... Yeah. appreciate that.
2: And I guess the reason I was saying that was because you were talking about like when things are like you could just throw in the towel. It would be it would be easier for me to step out of this role right now um, and then just go be with my people because a lot of my people don't believe that this is where a person like me should be. Uh, But I do. Um, And the only way to to shorten that divide and to bring about any type of connection is for people like me (laughs) to stay in these roles Absolutely. And and help with those connections. And so this is hard. This is a hard space. This is a very liminal space. So as we're going through this process, that's the thing that keeps going into my mind is like we're living it. We're living it together, but also like I'm very much living it on the daily. So I appreciate it. Amen. I appreciate
1: you. Thank you. Yeah. You were going to read one for us?
0: Yeah. And I think it kind of totally applies. Aaron says this. I asked for wisdom right after my aunt passed in 2016. I remember vividly being in the bathroom and sobbing and crying out to God, asking uh, him, uh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to grieve this loss? How will I endure this pain when someone else I love dies? And I remember so clearly God saying to me, this is how. Uh, The next year my sister died and I've held on to those words with everything that I grieve.
1: Yeah. That this is how it's this just is, like this is how. being in tears, sobbing, going mm-hmm. through it. Like that's mm-hmm. how we get through the hard stuff that has been really meaningful for Aaron and I. Well, y'all, it's been a tough few weeks and we are learning to walk in liminality and persevere. The three things today that came up for us out of this passage were that hard times exposes our faith. It gives us, it's an apocalyptic reality that reveals what's really going on in here in our relationships with with the Father. And so uh, we can embrace them as times to grow and sharpen and learn, be humbled. Uh, What does God want us to feel or experience? God wants for us joy, endurance, and maturity in the midst of all these things. Lastly, uh, James encourages us to not bail on the process. And when it's hard to ask for wisdom because it's the process that and helps us to endure onto completion, maturity, through joy. Um, would you pray with me as we move into a time of communion? Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your encouragement. We pray now that you would help pull us through, that you would help us to tap into your joy. Would you continue to expose our faith and encourage the places where we are trusting you and help work on the places where we don't? As the man says in the Gospel of Mark, right? Lord, I believe, help, help my unbelief. And that's exactly what these times are designed for. Build in us your strength and bring us to the place that you have for us, that grown-up principled faith that can endure any of life's hardships. And Father, now, as we move into this time of communion, would your Holy Spirit be present in these elements and in us so that as we consume, we'd be communing with you, connecting with you, because you promised to meet us here at the table. No one has invited us except you. You are the one who are hosting. And so we, as we come and gather Uh, We just are anticipatory, anticipating your your presence here. And Table Church, would you pray with me now the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us.